Nice to see you all heeded the warning. Yep, it's day 120. Glad we're, you're back. Yeah, glad you're back. Sirens went off. Here we are, Chip and <laughs> the Eric. Chip and Eric's nice. I bet we could get in touch with the the people who run the sirens and just Oh yeah, like, sure. It's time to read your Bible. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Every Monday at noon, you won't forget. That's a great idea. You won't forget. That really is a great idea. <laughs> it's a horrible yeah. idea. <laughs> I love it. It's time to read the Bible. It's time to read your Bible. <laughs> Jim Bible. <and> Eric. Bible. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, someone will make that happen, please. Yeah. You know what? Allison will give you a lot of money. Actually, make that I think happen. Allison said she has a connection she's with the probably, tornado she's siren. She's probably people. on she it probably right get, now. I bet she is. Yeah. She's always looking for new ways to market. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Two semi-ordinary <laughs> pastors. 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 <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, All right. Second Kings chapters 18 and 19. If you say so. I do. Hezekiah, yay! Son of Ahaz began to rule over Judah in the third year of King Hosea's reign in Israel. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had done. He removed the pagan shrines, smashed the sacred pillars, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke up the bronze serpent that Moses had made because the people of Israel had been offering sacrifices to it. The bronze serpent was called Nehushtan. Hezekiah trusted the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before or after his time. He remained faithful to the Lord in everything, and he carefully obeyed all the commands the Lord had given Moses. So the Lord was with him, and Hezekiah was successful in everything he did. He revolted against the king of Assyria and refused to pay him tribute. He also conquered the Philistines as far away as Gaza and its territory, from their smallest outpost to their largest walled city. During the fourth year of King Hezekiah's reign, which was the seventh year of King Hosea's reign in Israel, King Shalmaneser of Assyria attacked the city of Samaria and began a siege against it. Three years later, during the sixth year of King Hezekiah's reign and the ninth year of King Hosea's reign in Israel, Samaria fell. At that time, the king of Assyria exiled the Israelites to Assyria and placed them in the colonies in Halah, along the banks of the Habor River in Gazan in the cities of the Medes, for they refused to listen to the Lord their God and obey him. Instead, they violated his covenant, all the laws that Moses the Lord's servant had commanded them to obey. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah's reign, King Sennacherib of Assyria came to attack the fortified towns of Judah and conquered them. King Hezekiah sent the message to the king of Syria at Lachish, I have done wrong. I will pay whatever tribute money you demand, if you will only withdraw. The king of Assyria then demanded a settlement of more than 11 tons of silver and one ton of gold. To gather this amount, King Hezekiah used all the silver stored in the temple of the Lord and in the palace treasury. Hezekiah even stripped the gold from the doors of the Lord's temple and from the doorposts they had overlaid with gold, and he gave it all to the Assyrian king. Nevertheless, the king of Assyria sent his commander-in-chief, his field commander, and his chief of staff from Lachish with a huge army to confront King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. The Assyrians took up a position beside the aqueduct that feeds water into the upper pool near the road leading to the field where the cloth where cloth is washed. 
They summoned King Hezekiah, but the king sent these officials to meet with him. Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the royal historian. Then the Assyrian king's chief of staff told them to give this message to Hezekiah. This is what the great king of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think that mere words can substitute for military skill and strength? Who are you counting on that you have rebelled against me? On Egypt? If you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that splinters beneath your weight and pierces your hand. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is completely unreliable. But perhaps you'll say to me, we are trusting in the Lord our God. But isn't he the one who was insulted by Hezekiah? Didn't Hezekiah tear down his shrines and altars and make everyone in Judah and Jerusalem worship only at the altar here in Jerusalem? I'll tell you what, strike a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you can find that many men to ride on them. With your tiny army, how can you think of challenging even the weakest contingent of my master's troops, even with the help of Egypt's chariots and charioteers? What's more, do you think we have invaded your land without the Lord's direction? The Lord himself told us, attack this land and destroy it. Then Eli Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, Shebna, and Joah said to the Assyrian chief of staff, Please speak to us in Aramaic, for we understand it well. Don't speak in Hebrew. For the people on the wall will hear. But Sennacherib, chief of staff, replied, Do you think my master sent this message only to you and your master? He wants all the people to hear it. For when we put the city under siege, they will suffer along with you. They will be so hungry and thirsty that they will eat their own dung and drink their own urine. Then the chief of staff stood and shouted in Hebrew to the people on the wall, Listen to this message from the great king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He'll never be able to rescue you from my power. Don't let him fool you into trusting the Lord by saying, The Lord will surely rescue us. This city will never fall into the hands of the Assyrian king. Don't listen to Hezekiah. These are the terms of King Assyria that he's offering. Make peace with me. Open the gates and come out. Then each of you can continue eating from your own grapevine and fig tree and drinking from your own well. Then I'll arrange to take you to another land like this one, a land of grain and new wine, bread and vineyards, olive groves and honey. Choose life instead of death. Don't listen to Hezekiah when he tries to mislead you by saying, The Lord will rescue us. Have the gods of any other nations ever saved their people from the king of Assyria? What happened to the gods of Hamath and Arpad? And what about the gods of Severim, Hena, and Iva? Did any of these gods rescue Samaria from my power? What god of any nation has ever been able to save his people from my power? So what makes you think that the Lord can rescue Jerusalem from me? But the people were silent and did not utter a word because Hezekiah had commanded them, do not answer him. Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the royal historian, went back to Hezekiah. They tore their clothes in despair. And they went to, in to see the king and told him what the Assyrian chief of staff had said. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his clothes and put on burlap and went into the temple of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and the leading priests, all dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They told him, This is what King Hezekiah says. Today is a day of trouble, insults, and disgrace. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. But perhaps the Lord your God has heard the Assyrian chief of staff sent by the king to defy the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for those of us who are left. After King Hezekiah's officials delivered this message 
delivered the king's message to Isaiah, the prophet replied, Say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's messengers. Listen, I myself will move against him, and the king will receive a message that he is needed at home. So he will return to his land, where I will have him killed with a sword. Meanwhile, the Assyrian chief of staff left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria, who had left Lachish and was attacking Lydna. Soon afterward, King Sennacherib received word from King Terhaka of Ethiopia, sorry, received word that King Terhaka of Ethiopia was leading an army to fight against him. Before leaving to meet the attack, he sent messengers back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with this message. This message is for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will, be, will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have done wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them? Such nations as Gozan, Haran, Rezeph, and the people of Eden who were in Tel-Assar? My predecessors destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad? What happened to the kings of Sepharvaim, Hina, and Iva? After Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to Sennacherib's words in defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of these nations into fire and burned them. But, of course, the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord God, rescue us from his power. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent this message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I have heard your prayer about King Sennacherib of Assyria, and the Lord has spoken this word against him. The virgin daughter of Zion despises you and laughs at you. The daughter of Jerusalem shakes her head in derision as you flee. Whom have you been defying and ridiculing? Against whom did you raise your voice? At whom did you look with such haughty eyes? It was the Holy One of Israel. But by your messengers you have defied the Lord. You have said, with, my, with many chariots, I have conquered the highest mountain. Yes, the remotest peaks of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars and its finest cypress trees. I have reached its farthest corners and explored its deepest forests. I have dug wells in many foreign lands and refreshed myself with water. With the sole of my foot, I stopped up all the rivers of Egypt. But have you not heard? I decided this long ago. Long ago I planned it. And now I'm making it happen. I plan for you to crush fortified cities into heaps of rubble. That is why their people have so little power and are so frightened and confused. They are as weak as grass, as easily trampled as tender green shoots. They are like grouse sprouting on a housetop, scorched before it can grow lush and tall. But I know you very well, where you stay and when you come and go. I know that you have raged against me. And because of your raging against me and your arrogance, which I have heard for myself, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth. I will make you return by the same road on which you came. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Here is a proof that what I say is true. This year you will eat only what grows up by itself, and next year you will eat what springs up from that. But in the third year, you will plant crops and harvest them. You will tend vineyards and eat their fruit. And you who are left in Judah, who have escaped the ravages of the siege, will put roots down in your own soil and will grow up and flourish. From remnant of my people will spread out from Jerusalem a group of survivors from Mount Zion. 
the passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem. They will not even shoot an arrow at it. They will not march, march outside its gates with their shields, nor build banks of earth against its walls. The king will return to his own country by the same road on which he came. He will not enter the city, says the Lord, for my own honor and for the sake of my servant David, I will defend this city and protect it. That night, the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. The king Sennacherib of Assyria broke camp and returned to his own land. He went home to his capital of Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god, Nisroch, his sons Adramelech and Sherezer killed him with their swords. They then escaped to the land of Ararat, and another son, Ezrahaddon, became the next king of Assyria. Okay. And that's our reading. That is our reading. It is. That wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. Okay, so what does this tell us about Sue, God? Sue, Sue. And what does this tell us about us? What does this tell us about us? Us. Us. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. That's the questions. What's it tell us about God, Chip? It tells us that God values faithfulness. Hmm. Hezekiah was was faithful. God values that. He trusted the Lord. He did what he said. He had a lot of, he had some challenges with that. Uh, yeah, he was faithful in trusting in God. God values that. That's what he wants. And we read then that the Lord was with him. Mm-hmm. And he was successful in every, everything he did. And that's tied to his trust in the Lord and his, and his faithfulness to God in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so God values that. He wants that. He seeks that. And he longs for that for us. Yeah. That's very true. I think uh, that if we... I'm just trying to think how to phrase this. I'm just going to say this. Uh, the way we are faithful to God can be very contagious. Um, and the way we're unfaithful can be very contagious. Mm. And, I mean, especially in the case of Hezekiah, and if God has trusted you in your life, uh, listeners, with people that look up to you, with people that you lead, either formally or not, um, your faith or faithlessness will be contagious. And the faith of Hezekiah was contagious. Uh, He had ordered them not to say anything back, Mm. right? And uh, the people in in the city... And they didn't. Not one person in the whole city said anything back because the faith of Hezekiah was contagious. And, I mean, you could make the argument that maybe they were more scared of Hezekiah than they were of the Assyrians, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Um, And so this faith of Hezekiah was so strong that, um, you know, it it paid off in such a big way. And, And he was being fed into, too. You know, we kind of talk about discipleship and... And so he, in a very proto-early Old Testament way, is kind of discipling the people under him by showing them what faith looks like. And then you've got Isaiah doing the same thing for him, pouring into him too. You know, and Isaiah was a prophet, and he's, he's directly poured into by God. So I just think it's really cool to see the way that faith kind of spread in the face of something it's true. seemingly insurmountable. Hmm. And I do wonder, what do we think today is insurmountable that shakes our faith, where we maybe 
maybe mm. could hold out a little longer? And, and who do we need to surround ourselves with mm. uh, during those times where our faith is shaking? And I know some of the people that are listening have those moments happening in their life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah. Yeah. Surround yourself with faithful people. I mean, that's, I think, one of the so what's, right? Because it's contagious. Faith it is, is contagious. Yeah. And I also thought another so what is you know, focusing on finishing well. You know, I think in order to finish well, uh, we need to live well, like today, mm-hmm. and do it again tomorrow. You know, and so I want to finish well. I know I think a lot of people want to finish well. Um, there's a lot of value to that, and um, and so in order to do that correctly, you got to pay attention to each and every day that adds up because like finishing well. Okay, when's that gonna be? When's the finish line? Right. Well, it could be. You don't know. Could be right now. Could be. Yeah, I think that's so, so true, Chip. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's uh, it's not everyone has like a, an end date in sight. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty important. So mm-hmm. any moment could be your finishing moment. I think that's yeah, pretty powerful. Okay, well. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. And keep reading. Uh, keep reading. Come back tomorrow. 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 Yeah. Come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It should be a good day tomorrow. Today's date, as we're reading, not guys, don't get thrown off by this because I don't know what date it's supposed to be on the recording, is April twenty fifth, which is my parents' anniversary, and I told them oh. that they should listen to Chip and Eric early because oh. I had told them that Allison would pay for their dinner tonight if they went out. Oh, and uh, they're not. Oh. They're not going out. They're not going out. No. Wonder if we could go out and take the money. Go to Zanzetti's. That was the deal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the deal that they had to go there. And that Allison would pay for it if they did. Well, okay. I'm I'm sad they're not going out. Yeah. Well, I know. They might go out, but they're not going to Zanzetti's. I think today is April 30th. Is it really? Today's reading. What we just read right now. Wow. Everybody's shaking their heads. Yes. (laughs) See that? I did. Got a couple people giving us a thumbs up. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, that's not a thumb. Oh, okay. It is. Yeah, yeah. It better be. It's the Christian show. Yeah, come on, guys. We're doing our best. Yeah. (laughs) Doing our best. We're doing our best, guys. (sighs) Golly. All right. Well, Well, on that note. We'll see you in May. Can't wait. I guess we are going to wait. Oh. That's true. You said we can't, and I think we can. All right. Well, let's wait. Okay, guys. All right. This is going to be a 24-hour and 18-minute. I got two minutes to 2 o'clock, so. Oh, Chip's got to go by 2. And it's 158. What are you you going to do, man? Something You got two minutes to do something cool. No, I don't mean at 2. Oh, I mean mean right now, in in the meantime. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't keep track of your schedule. But I do know what you're doing at 2. Purify water. Empty bottle. This has been here for a long time. Has this been here since last year? No. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't know if I can wait to do. I can't believe it's still 158. No. How long is this minute? <laughs> oh my That's goodness crazy. gracious. All right. Oh gosh. Well. Hey, uh, here, I got something for you, Chip. You Ask got? the people a question that they need to answer on Facebook. Um, I have one. Okay, you go ahead. So today's, one of the today's so what's is surround yourself with faithful people. Yep. Who are your faithful people? 
right? Okay. Who are you surrounding yourself with? I think that that's super important. We are supposed to give shout-outs, but I think it'd be great for you guys to give shout-outs. And if it's on the Facebook page, tag them in it. Yeah. Say, this is one of the faithful people I surround myself with, tagged. Do you can still tag people? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so you're not tagging me. Yeah, no, but tag a lot of people. Yeah, you should. Faithful you should. People. And shout when out. You're like, what the heck is going on here? Be like, yeah, you should reach it. We there. should do this a lot. That way, we don't have to do shout outs. I like to do shout outs, though. I I also like doing shout outs. Yeah, I do like to do shout outs. Allison said that forget. if we don't start doing more shout outs, that she's gonna she's gonna shout take out away us? our birthdays. Oh no! That's what she said. I don't want to do that. And the calendar is just gonna go from June twenty fifth or June twenty sixth to June twenty eighth. Oh. And from January fourteenth to January sixteenth, oh, she's no. just gonna cut those days out, which is gonna mean a longer reading yeah yeah wow well hey it's almost two it's two all right goodbye